1: Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast, where much like non-tournament international football in the summer, our audiences are still here, but nobody really knows why they bother. He's got so bored, he's decided to play his right back as a number 10. It's Baxter. Hello. And agreeing only to play in matches which involve trips to sunny holiday destinations. I am your host, Daz. I'd be definitely getting that
0: in my contract.
1: Yeah, it's very funny, though. I know we didn't watch the England game. In fact, there's one tonight as we're recording, isn't there? How was it tonight, yeah? I knew they were playing
0: North Macedonia. I didn't know when it was.
1: Yeah, but
0: um, I didn't actually realise
1: that on whatever night they played the other day that they were playing Alexander-Arnold as number 10 until I saw the literal top with his number 10 on.
0: You see... I just thought they'd given him that squad number. I didn't realise he was playing a different position until, as you say, mm-hmm. um, I saw a couple of clips. He scored a goal and he was playing quite high up, which is, you know, it's long been established that you crap at defending. So <laughs> don't put him in a position where he has to do any, any defending. It makes sense, doesn't it? Away at Malta, you can't really, you know. If you, yeah, if you're <laughs> going to fuck about it, that's when you do it, isn't it? <laughs> Stick your right back up top. Is <laughs> he just drawing the mouth of a tombola? Yeah. <laughs> And in the attacking midfield it is Ta-da! <laughs> You look look over at the dugout
1: and there's just a cardboard cut out of Southgate. He's actually on the beach somewhere. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, you right.
0: Let us know the score, lads. Well <laughs> <laughs> and who I mean, don't like to mention them too much on the show, but I know Giggs was one of those ones for not turning up for friendlies and stuff, wasn't it? And yeah. it was who was it when to, either Rangers or Celtic tried to sign someone a big European star? And said, "Oh, you can only play in games against the other Rangers or Celtic and European oh, yeah. games if you want." I'm sure don't yeah. remember it was. It was someone like that would never have gone there, but the,
1: the, the, they did. They tried to sign Messi when his um, contract was up at Barca, and obviously it was like PSG or America or Saudi or whatever. And then either Celtic or Rangers put a bid in, and they were like, "Look." You only have to play like four games a year. Five if we make the final, Six if we make both finals, which, well, yeah, they probably will. Six games in a year, (laughs) all against the same team.
0: (laughs) Cold though in Scotland, isn't it? I can see why he's gone to Miami.
1: Yeah, to be fair, if you've got a player, do you remember, I think it was, oh, what year would it have been? Probably about 2010 World Cup, where England they didn't name Beckham in the squad, but they took him as like a body. <laughs> like he wasn't in the squad. He was just there supposedly as like the 24th man. It was, I think that was the edit at Walcott and it was between Walcott and Beckham. And they were like, well, we'll take this young, unproven lad, or we can take this like old naked guy who's going to
0: inspire the nation once more. I didn't um, realize he wasn't in the squad. I remember I, just, no. I from memory, I thought he was either injured or, something else but I, I remember that tournament where he, he was there as like you know good for the dressing room etc etc that kind of thing but yeah, but but um, it doesn't make
1: you wonder if that thing of having like a I know we spoke about marquee players before in Australia and stuff if you literally had like a big game player someone like who's almost done for example you see like Ronaldo going off to Saudi well everyone is now apparently all of a sudden but Uh, We won't talk about that, but um, instead of that, yeah, just go back to Real Madrid and maybe just play him in, like, Champions League, because he always scores in the Champions League, or he always Mm. scored in the Champions League. And having just a Champions League player,
0: I think that'd be quite refreshing. It'd be great for them. We're getting into territory of, like, specialist players, though, aren't we, then? Like, bringing them on for free kicks and stuff, or...?
1: Yeah, well, that was one of the ideas years ago, probably around that same sort of time when Beckham was about ready to finish and everyone was like, well, what if we just kept him for if... And then it was the argument, do you remember when he scored that goal against Greece to send us to the World Cup? And it's like, well, what if it's the final of the World Cup? Mm-hmm. You win a free kick in the last minute. But it's a mute point because you would never be allowed to make a sub that quick. They'd never go, unless he was literally injured, the guy who got... I suppose he could just fake injury and go off, but... Yeah it's very rare well, you'd get that.
0: It's yeah, you're right the referee could not just allow But Didn't it happen was it last year or possibly even the year before with West Ham? Didn't they bring on Mark Noble to take a penalty against someone and he missed? Because <laughs> he hadn't touched the ball because he wasn't on the pitch. He just they I think they were planning to make the sub anyway and then they got the penalty so he was already like ready to go I suppose. But well, they didn't say, oh, stop, now we've got a penalty, let's quickly make a sub. So I suppose it's slightly different.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I, overall, I don't think I'd be for that sort of thing happening. But um, I guess it's just like for stuff like Champions League, where if if you're a big player, you kind of get to a stage where you know you can't compete in La Liga or the Premier League, Bundesliga every week, mm. getting smashed by. Bournemouth or Brighton defenders or whatever. So just sign up for a Champions League contract. Got your six group games. Probably still getting called up international. And then, who knows, you might even maybe go to the MLS in the summer and do a bit
0: that's be, get that's it sorted. What, That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, Somewhere just, nice and warm.
1: Yeah, just play the because cha- the Champions League is all the beauty is unless you get to the final. It's all midweek, so you just get like you could rock up on Tuesday for your game in Spain, and then when everyone else is heading back for the Premier League match of the week, you just like yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna stay here for a bit.
0: Was it Ronaldinho when he was at Barca? He used to like not train, say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go in for like a massage on Thursday, <laughs> train on Friday, and then play on Saturday. Yeah, it probably would
1: have been. I remember when he moved to Mexico for like half a year or a year or whatever it was. And he played for quite a mid-table average Mexican team. And apparently his contract, it was like game finishes on Saturday at five or six or whatever. And he'd just quickly have a quick bath. And then there'd be just a a private jet waiting to take him back to Brazil so he could get home for like
0: party party nights. (laughs) That's amazing. I remember, like he, he it must have enjoying that time because he he was like getting constantly photographed, like in the carnival and stuff, wasn't he? Like on the floats and like yeah. with like big hip hop stars and stuff. Yeah, like, randomly mooching about.
1: Three hours ago, he was in a different continent playing a league match in Mexico. <laughs> just... yeah. God, what, that guy must have had some stamina, yeah. <laughs> both mental and physical. Yeah, I suppose, it... if, I suppose, if he was only turning up at training on the fourth day and just having a massage, maybe probably get away with it a bit more. I hope they do a book about him one day or a film. Oh, we should definitely do a pod series. It'd have to be a series. Cause do you remember during COVID when he was getting arrested for fake passports? No, <laughs> I won't go into it too much. We definitely need to do, do the the life and times of Ronaldinho. Oh, well. But yeah, ju- during COVID, He basically, he he was in South America somewhere, I think it was Paraguay. I think he lost his passport and his brother, who I think is also his agent and his lawyer and Mm -hmm. whatever else, just was like, don't worry, I'll sort us out a couple of, you know, a couple of fakies to get us back. Got stopped, got arrested in Paraguay, I think it was. And then got transferred back over to Brazil because obviously, you know, COVID and they needed to get him back and big name and everything. And I think in his limited time in the actual prison, like the normal prison, they had a five-a-side tournament. And oh, wow. like, one of the teams obviously was like, got Ronaldinha and It was like, what luck that, there just happens to be this prison Incredible. five-a-side tournament going on. And it's like, right, lads, you, you've got the new guy, the newbie. And they're like, oh, God's sake. Looks up, it's just Ronaldinho. And then yes. because he was so famous, they couldn't just have him in the normal prison during COVID because they were worried about, you know, it spreading and visitors coming to see him and all that sort of stuff. So apparently they like bought out this hotel and basically he was just in prison in this hotel. It's <laughs> like a whole floor of a hotel. He's just in prison there. Oh. I mean, it's not, that is not prison. <laughs> That is not the same thing.
0: It's not really, is it? I like so, the idea of him playing in the five-a-side tournaments and people didn't really, like, follow the game that much. They just liked to play it. And they were like, hey, yeah. this, new, this new guy can play a bit, can't he? Yeah,
1: if they have been in there that long. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen the light of day since the 80s. And they were like, oh, football. It's uh, not really changed much in the last 40 yeah. years. Behind these walls, yeah. Ronaldinho starts doing, like, backflips and whatever else he was doing that's That's not why that's not why we're here though Ronaldinho that's funny no unless he happens to have spent a brief time playing at the randomly chosen country for Andy Baxter in this week's edition of in the mix globe perverts
0: I'm still not sure about that name (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, um, no mention of Ronaldinho just yet, and if you didn't listen last time or you can't remember, I pulled Fiji out of the digital internet hat. And after I also got Solomon Islands a few editions ago, I felt quite hard done by it, by it, and I thought this was going to be another struggle. Um, I tried the old trick of Googling the nation and then corruption, but strangely, nothing it only works for certain continents. Yeah, once. So you know there might have been something, but I didn't. I didn't find as good a story as the one I I uh, settled on. So that that's something. Um, they've they're sort of stuck being in Oceania, Fiji, because their like World Cup ranking and qualifying system is a load of rubbish, isn't it? Because they're sort of trapped in that little tournament league with New Zealand and. Um, then no one ever gets out of it. New Zealand managed to get to a couple of tournaments, didn't they? But, um, I looked at their, their thingy for Qatar and there's, they were third in their group and only the top two get through to the playoff to decide who gets to play in the intercontinental playoff. And New yeah. Zealand played Costa Rica and got beat anyway. So there was no Oceania teams. Um, there last time, which is a bit of a pity. But you know, maybe maybe they'll get there one day. It's 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 hard to know, isn't it? It's um they might not think they can be bothered. I wonder if that'll change when it goes to like is it forty eight or forty teams or something it's going up to? I suppose it has to, doesn't it, because just because there's so many more Yeah, you can't
1: have forty eight teams in it and not one from RCR. I mean it is just gonna be New Zealand every time but
0: Still, yeah, it is. It's um, it's 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 a good point. But the problem with that is you you just sort of dilute the quality. I suppose that's the point, isn't it? That you you give these smaller teams a bit more of a chance. But then people would wonder, you know, is it going to just be mostly European and South American? I don't know how they're going to do it. But mm.
1: it whatever. is interesting because obviously, way back when, like twenty years ago, Australia used to be in that in their actual continents qualifiers, but that's where the famous 31-0 game came from, where they actually played American Samoa in a World Cup qualifier, thrashed them 31-0. And obviously New Zealand aren't at that level, but if it does get to a stage where they're just getting a free pass into the World Cup every time, you'd like to think that something similar will happen.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. It, it it can only be a good thing for these smaller nations, and hopefully, sort of give them a platform to build on. But it's not all doom and gloom, and it's not all about the World Cup. Although it is quite funny that sort of back in the day, they only joined FIFA in the sixties. I think the sixty six World Cup was the first one they were they would have been allowed to enter a, um, a team in the qualification process, but they just didn't fancy it. <laughs> the first four tournaments that they were allowed to enter, they just went, no, nah, don't, don't fancy it. So the first one they actually tried to qualify for was 1982, which mm. they didn't. No, no. And then 1986, they thought, well, we've had enough of this. We didn't, so we're not bothering again. So they didn't what? bother. They didn't bother with that one. But then right. since since then, they have had a go. Um, and the best they've got is they've been. Second, it says, which I presume is runner up in there in the Oceania playoff, probably to Australia because it was the 90s. But, you yeah, know, they've got no chance, have they? Anyway, yeah. they have won something and they've won it twice. They won the South Pacific Games in 1991 and 2003. So that's, that's nice. But that isn't what we're going to talk about.
1: Really. Well, I, hope it, I hope it's going to be something as exciting as the Solomon Islands one you did where we
0: spoke about the One Talk Cup. <laughs> This is better than the one top cup. So, I know, right? Unfortunately, there's a little bit of unpleasantness which we do have to touch on, but it's not, it it was a long time ago now. And, you know, we like to think that attitudes have changed and, and stuff like that. But basically, Fiji was to begin with like a rugby country and it still is now. You know, even though football was played, it was never like the main thing, it was never, um, you know, the the, the most popular and, and the thing that they were good at. Um So this is going back to the 1800s, 1890s. People started playing football as we know it. And then it go skipped forward a little bit to 1920, and there was loads of Indians who went over there to work, um, immigrant workers, and they wanted to play football. So we did. But it sort of started to catch on. And because it was all the Indians, the Indians started their own football association in fiji right but because they wanted to sort of um appear to be showing some kind of deference to the country that they were actually in they said okay but we will allow each club to have two indigenous fiji people in their team if they if you want right like, right it's just not great is it so anyway long and and sort of boring starts of the story fiji people sort of couldn't really engage with it they weren't really that interested because it was like if it was a bit was and them the sort of indigenous fiji people on the so sort of fiji yeah. indians um and it was like that for a long time they did do, do, do now we're still there in the 50s this is how long it went and all the way up until 63 that's when it became officially a multi-racial football body Apparently, right. it became the Football Association as late as 1963, and that's when they got into FIFA and started having yeah. a little go. Um, even though they played games as early as 1951, um, but yeah, that was that's that's officially when it started. And it, it's you know it, it it changed slowly as these things do, but there's still a little bit of resentment there. Baxter's hard Bovril. the
1: Bovril slammer.
0: All the joys oh. of. Um, uh, like gravy. What spirit do you suggest we mix with bovril? I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Quantra? I'm gonna try this, because I love bovril. What do you do? Do you like, do you shoot the the, the spirit and then snort the bovril? <laughs> <laughs> you got to rub bovril and paste in your eyes. You foul of the bovril slammer. Paste in your eyes, paste in your eyes, paste in your eyes. Pacing your eyes,
1: pacing your eyes. I like the bottle of Lammer.
0: <laughs> pacing your eyes, pacing your eyes, pacing your eyes, pacing your eyes, pacing your, your eyes. That's one meaty spirit. Oh, yes. Another day is here,
1: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: The star of our story is a guy called Henry Dyer. Now, he was spotted playing rugby and scouted by um, a team called Airport Soccer Club. Oh, yeah. That- he didn't have any boots to play in, mm-hmm. and so he said to them, you know, I can't play. So someone at the at, at airport soccer club and said, no, don't worry, we'll get you some. And that's mm-hmm. so he thought, OK, well, they've, uh, they they want to spend the money on that and give me a chance. So it's the least they can do. Um, he was 18 at the time, and he worked at the docks doing something or other. But rather than try and concentrate on his football, he tried to stow away to Australia. But him and his two mates that did that got found and got arrested and put in prison. That wasn't, that wasn't a brilliant start to his uh, to his football career. Um, it's a shame they didn't know Ronaldinho's brother. Yeah, they might have been able to get. Maybe that's where Ronaldinho got the uh, got his inspiration from 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 Mister Henry Dyer. Um, <laughs> nothing much happened from then for a little bit. He just sort of became a good player, and and you know he was a, a tough tackling centre midfielder. Would you like to hear some quotes from people who were around at the time and describing him as a player? Are they in Fijian or English? Luckily, I've got them in English. However, I wonder if some of them have, have not been translated that well, and you'll see why when we get to one of them. Okay. The team doctor of where of like the region he was from says he would describe Henry Dyer as a genius. Uh, he said he was gifted, but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, he could have been a really success- successful player in Europe. They took all the African players and players from all around the world, but not... Um, people from Fiji, because it just wasn't the done thing. Um, and then the interesting bit, he says, Henry was more like Messi. He could take two or three guys on at any one time. So he was obviously good on the ball. He was a, They obviously rated him quite highly. Um, another ex-pro that he was there with, a guy called Huli Sami, said he was a good player. His forehead was very dangerous. <laughs> when he got the ball, the goalkeeper was afraid, which I like. And the last one of these, he was a really dirty player. One time here, I was going to break through. There was just a goalkeeper to him, me and the goal. Someone gave me the ball. I did not know Henry was following me. I don't know. I fell down. I blame that Henry (laughs) Dyer. (laughs) So he's basically, he's he's messy.
1: Mm. He can header it. And he's like Roy Keane in midfield, all in
0: one. All in one, he seems to be a complete player. He's, oh. he's he's got the lot, and he um. So also, he had a bit of English heritage somewhere oh. about him as well, because that that's what he keeps coming back to. He said he he has a lot of time for English football, and Why um, we he's... sign him up. I know, I know. He played for somebody, and he played a friendly against Newcastle. Bizarrely, oh weird! I wonder if Kieran Dyer was playing. At <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Does it have? It was 1985, so that's unlikely. Yeah. But they beat them. They beat them three nil. Whoa. Oh, that, was, that was that was for Fiji. So that wasn't for his club team, which is which is fair enough. Fiji played against Newcastle. In nineteen eighty five, and he beat them three nil. you sure it was Newcastle United the English
1: team rather says, than New, it, it Newcastle says, United Jets in Australian Australia? Team. No,
0: it says England's Newcastle United. What? Yeah, so there you
1: go. I thought your whole story is about Fiji smashing Newcastle United. Well, I don't I don't have any more info about that game, I'm afraid. You know now, years have passed of Man City being famous and people Mm. always post that time they lost, was 8-1 to Middlesbrough, like just before the money arrived. I wonder if at some point people will be posting when they eventually become massive and like win a league or whatever, or Champions League, I wonder if people will be posting Fiji 1985.
0: I hope so. He Then did, he, he got into a little bit of trouble, started getting into trouble with alcohol. Um, and he signed for the team he played for, which is the place he was from, which is Nadi, N-A-D-I, I presume it's Nadi. He played for them and he signed for their arch rivals as well as taking up drinking and having some off the field controversies. Yes. Um, and yeah, started to go downhill for a little bit. And then to try and resurrect his career, he decided to rob a jewelry shop don't know how, how that happened but um that's what he did and then he got sent to prison in 1987 again again yeah, been, uh, uh, yeah this is sort oh. of a, a bit of a theme he, he's, he was good and he was gifted but also he had demons within himself as well the uh the thing is about his offenses is they were not political or so he claims and they were not to do with a military coup that was going on in the country at the time they were just simply for the money i think yeah. Which is, you know, one of the things. But the best part about it being in prison was that he immediately escaped. <laughs> <laughs> which is which, which is fabulous. I love it. They, people who were there to witness it and tell the story describe it as almost supernatural, which I like. What, him, it, him escaping? Him escaping was like, you know, how he, no one knows how he managed to do it. When they caught him, the guards said there was no cuts or bruises, his clothes were all in one place, they couldn't figure out how he got over the fence and Fled, but he did. <laughs> but the other thing, when they caught him and put him back in prison, the guards beat him up. Um, which is not very nice. No. But then the the wardens, took pity on them because he was like a star. He was like it was like the uh, arresting. I don't know Ronaldinho. He, yeah, yeah, Ronaldinho, and, and putting him in jail, and then sort of beat him up, and then feel bad, and they ended up becoming friends with the the prison wardens who'd beaten him up and stuff. Um and after that he, he he packed in sort of by this point or packed in professionally anyway. And he wanted to do something for his own his own area, his own country. Well not his own country, his own sort of town and, and whatnot. So he, he he tried to help a local team. Um but they were only in the amateur divisions and over there at the time the top two leagues were a bit of a closed shop and the third division, you can't get promoted into it. So there's obviously only limited interest, limited money. The players don't obviously <laughs> want to be there once they get good enough and stuff like that. And he was um, very...
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait! Limited money to get into the
0: Fijian second league?
1: <laughs> what, what sort of money are we talking here, Max?
0: Well, that's a good point as well. I didn't, didn't think of the specifics, but yeah, I, I don't imagine it's the most lucrative to the, the Fijian second division.
1: Cobbled together enough on my desk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, because this is when it gets a bit sad because he, um, he he tried to set up a veterans tournament to help raise money and awareness and it was for someone who, who died. Um, and it was about ex-players and v- veterans from all the other districts, you know, who had the big clubs at the time. Um, but they did it just like amongst themselves. They didn't tell the Fijian FA and the Fijian FA sort of saw their ass a little bit and... Um, said they shouldn't have done it and they all fell out and they sort of ostracised Henry Dyer and all of his the other people who got involved in it and said, right, you're not getting invited to all the FA functions and stuff like that. And it all got a bit messy, really, because, you know, he was the type to say the indigenous people should have had a bit more of a say, should have had a bit more equality and, you know, been promoted and celebrated and all this. Whereas They're, you know, even now, 75% of the managers that they're managing over there are of Indian descent. They're not the indigenous Fiji people. So there's there's still a little bit of us and them even today. I mean, it's better than it was. And I assume the people and the players are fine. But it's a bit like, you know, on our FA, they're all just elderly white blokes and stuff like that. And they've always done the the things that they do in a certain way, just because that's the way they've always done it. I wonder why so many Indian people were going to Fiji specifically. It was work. They went to, they went to they went to work in um sugar. Sugar. Hmm. Fiji. Sugar mill. Sugar Land re- of sugar. Sugar refinery mills. That's where the all the Indian sort of immigrants and their kids and all that, that's where the football um came in. They were probably just the factory workers' families and, and stuff like that. They've got their forwards who is also, oh, there he is, is a guy called, this is back to current day now, enough about Henry, uh, Henry Dyer. This is the current Fiji football team. They are captained by a guy called Roy Krishna. It's a lovely name, who is of Indian yeah. descent. He is also their most capped player and their top scorer. Yeah, I've heard of him. I think he played, did he play in the A League? Yes, and I don't know where he is. He's still kicking about somewhere yeah let me just click on this thing see if it opens tab again he is yes well done Fuzzy hell wellington phoenix auckland Mm. i know that's new zealand um a few other places here and there mohun bagan whatever that is but yeah he's um so he's the current fiji top scorer and top appearance maker Mm. but um yeah, that's it. A bit of a sad end to the story, really, the fact that the FA, his own FA, don't want anything to do with him. And they did that him and all like the other people who tried to start this tournament um for the veterans just to raise some money and awareness. They like don't get invited to the, the you know, the, the, the events and then not um they're not seen of as like legends when really should do because he sort of helped more Fijian people think, Yeah, I can get into the the teams here. It's not just the Indian descendant people I can I can do this and it's it's, it's a shame because he did a lot of good work but then he also robbed the jewelry store and got put in prison so you know
1: yeah it is sad when it's stuff like that cuz it's not as though it's not as though he was a bad person like the crimes he did i imagine by the sounds of it were to feed his family or to it, it, to sort of make ends meet
0: yeah, it wasn't like, he, he was doing it out of desperation, wasn't he? And, um, you know, not that we can do that kind of thing, but it's still not a, whatever, it's not, it's, not, it's it, you know, he hasn't done, there's worse things he could have done.
1: Yeah, the, the way you look at it with stuff like that, he goes to a jewellery shop, robs, let's say, ten necklaces, a couple of watches, maybe a dozen golden rings, I don't know, it sounds like a Christmas carol now, <laughs> um, and... At the very least, you let him just keep one necklace, give him a slap on the wrist and say, right, get on with it. Insurance has got us covered. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a rich Indian firm. We've got your sugar. Take your necklace, make you veterans team. See you at the next
0: Fiji buffet. I suppose who would be like a famous ex-player, like in England, that that could have happened to? As Like Hesky or something? then. <laughs> <laughs> No, if he not did. husky, not if, you know, anyone no,
1: but husky. No, no. I, I, right. I can picture this, and I would honestly think it would be the Leeds and Man United player, Alan Smith. Yeah. Okay. Or what was his name? He actually did get done for something. He was the guy who fought with
0: Kieran uh, Dyer, Lee Bowyer. Bowyer. Yeah. You could imagine him robbing a jewelry store. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe maybe we've uncovered something, and this is this is how it all comes out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if anyone has any thoughts on who the most likely former England player turned criminal would be, then get in touch. PinerFootball2015 at gmail.com. Yeah, just get in touch. The one person I can definitely rule out is Robbie Fowler, because he's always trying to promote people buying houses. You know, yeah. not, not in like a buy my house kind of way in like a invest your money sensibly and buy houses. I mean, don't know where he got the money, presumably from playing football. But I,
0: I expect he invested his money and sort of used mm-hmm. it to go from there. Because he yeah, never it was... been like in coaching or pundit. No, I like that, don't,
1: do don't need to faff about with that. There's quite a few. Like I'm sure it was all that Liverpool squad because oh, obviously okay. Michael Owen bought that whole street for his family. And then as soon as the door moved in, he just instantly moved to Real Madrid. <laughs> when he was 16 or 18 or whenever he came on the scene, he's like, oh, this will be amazing. I'll build this street for me family. Uh-huh. And then when they all moved in and started kicking off about family barbecues every weekend, his house to going around. He's like, why did I do this? You know what? I'm just going. Just moving to Madrid. Don't follow me. I'm not going to be building a similar street over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to live anything. in a flat, top floor flat,
0: <laughs> no lift, so grandma can't even visit. <laughs> I'm not helping you carry stuff up the stairs with my knees. <laughs> I'm a recluse now. <laughs> Do you want some more up-to-date um, Fiji football news? Is it about Scott Warrer? It's not about Scott Warren. Tell me about Scott uh, Warren. Tell I me
1: thought, about Scott Wara. He's the only Fijian player, apart from what's-his-name, who I briefly had heard of, that I really know anything about. And he's the guy who, he, born in Fiji and plays for Leak Town, the league below Mac. Like, he was playing against Mac last season. So. Is he still there now? Wow. He's been there since twenty twenty one. I'm not sure if he's actually getting much game time because no. he wasn't. He definitely wasn't playing when I. I mean, I would have definitely recognized him. Um, yeah, the, he's in, a
0: Fijian guy.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah the presumably seven foot mm. wide massive <laughs> yeah <laughs> rugby player <laughs> who just so happens to be playing football today. But I think he's only twenty three still. He did make his debut for Fiji when he was eighteen. Played one game and then that was it. Again, it's like imagine being in non league and having that. The call up is as much of a faff as anything, isn't it? It's like I bet from Leek to Fiji, you're talking at least one bus to Stoke, train to London. I thought you were going to say it's at least one bus from, from Fiji <laughs> to Leek. But at least, yeah. <laughs> you, get the, you get the 101 <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you got to get that like three-day flight because mm. from London you're probably going to Arab Emirates then probably to Australia and then probably to somewhere else probably like New Zealand and, uh, like, just, just to have a kick about where you're going to probably get bashed
0: <laughs> Well, if you were listening to the story Henry Dyer played for Airport Soccer Club because oh, yeah. the, where the place he was from, Nadi was is where the airport is. So I imagine they do fly to at least Australia and New Zealand. I don't know how much further than that, but they do at least fly there. Yeah, it's still, yeah. <laughs> that's not as though it's like well, we've got you halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. If if it's like an international break and he's gonna, he's going to spend the whole time traveling there and back, yeah. and then he might but... get two, two minutes at the end. You know,
1: he's done it once and I'm sure he loved, like, if he hasn't, he might not have been back since he was a kid, you never know. So it might have been, like, a nice thing. He's turned 18, get the call up for Fiji. I think he was probably still playing for Stoke youth team at the time, so it was Mm. probably, like, you know, not actually played a game of professional football before, Mm. and just went over. I think it was a friendly against the Solomon Islands, but...
0: Well, the point is, he's done it, and you know, fair play, he's still young enough to to get in there again. I'm not sure how good their midfield is for him to be playing in England and knock a, a call off, but it,
1: it, the funniest thing is with players like that, the, the thing you think about is I bet if we find him on Twitter, his profile picture will be him in the like Fiji team photo. <laughs> yeah. And it you know, would be like proud Fiji and everyone will be like, Whoa, this guy's the real deal. <laughs> One cap in a friendly. It, it spent, he spent like three years trying to work off the debts of the flight. <laughs> just so he could get his Twitter profile picture.
0: <laughs>
1: Better than what I've done.
0: Oh, hundred percent. We we can't knock it. Um it's this I'm glad you just sort of brought that up because it's the um I was reading something about the African Cup of Nations, which is this coming winter. And people always get all sort of Annoying oh, yeah. about that. I don't know why would you? Why did he go and do that and miss league games and stuff like that? No one ever. Um, no one ever questions European players if they're going to go to the European Championships, do they? But because it's mm. Africans, that people can think think differently for some reason about it. Anyway, it wasn't Scott Ward that I was going to mention to you. It was um, the Fijian FA Cup final yesterday. Oh, yeah. As we're recording yesterday, on, as we're recording on Monday night, it was yesterday. Yeah. It's a big Sunday night fixture. <laughs> absolutely. And it was a bit of a thriller, actually. It went to extra time. And it was 2-1 to Latoca, who beats yeah. who beat Rewa, R-E-W-A. 2-1, as I say, after, after extra time. And it was their first time they've won the cup in 21 years. So that's nice, isn't it?
1: That is nice.
0: And there's a nice picture of them with the trophy and some fireworks and shaking hands with some officials and whatnot.
1: Does it look like a monumental stadium or does it look like a couple of huts?
0: It looks like a plastic pitch.
1: Yeah, I suppose that'll be
0: practical over there. Yeah. I do have news about the about the uh, stadium. Funny you should mention it. This is from FBC News. And it says the Fiji president, Muhammad Yus Mohamed Yus no, he's the chief exec. Rajesh Patel is the f a presidency. He sounds Indian, doesn't he? And Mohammed Youssef, so does he? Um yeah, so anyway, they went to have like a, a chat with the whoever, the press, and they said the infrastructure is one of the challenges at the moment. But they're building a new stadium which will cost between six and eight million dollars. So that's nice.
1: Funded by Leak Town.
0: Funded by Leak Town, um <laughs> India. I don't know. Whoever else. There's a guy here in the picture in like a nice Hawaiian shirt on, so that's good.
1: It's funded by Dyer's jewellery shop.
0: Yeah. Don't ask where the money came from, but it's definitely mine.
1: I'd love it if he's just he's just in his hometown now, just running a jewelry shop. And it's all all the staff who are serving you are veteran footballers. He's combined all of his dreams.
0: I think we should do that. I think we should somehow get get involved. It's better than them all being on, like, Cameo and stuff like that, where you can just record, get them to record, like, happy birthday greetings and stuff.
1: Yeah, although, to be fair, if he was, I wonder if, on Cameo, if there's any ex-footballers, do you reckon we can send them some interview questions and get them to do a Cameo recording of them answering the questions and then count that as an interview for the pod?
0: Do you know what we could do? Yes, yes, we could do your thing, obviously, because that would be great sort of like word it in a way so they don't realise they're being interviewed. But we could say like, um we could get them to say, hi, I'm Henry Dyer and you're listening to Pints of Football, couldn't we? Oh. That is a good oh use of God. funds. That is a great use we, of funds.
1: Right, we need to find all the available footballers on Cameo because you mm. could probably get it where you could edit it together so it would be like, starts off with Emil Heskey's voice or he goes, mm. welcome to Pint of Football and then it moves over to uh, Rohan Ricketts. Rohan Ricketts goes the nations drink his football podcast.
0: So that's it. That's that's it about Fiji. Anyway, there's probably a bit more we could have done about about Henry Dyer, but I thought it was an interesting story. Um, ups, downs, robbery, escaping from prison. Yeah, nice. That is good. I do like that, and the the sort of
1: couple of segues into the obscure international scene again, talking about Scott Warren and things like that. It's always nice to do. But just before we go, we obviously need to draw a team for Tom for next time. But also as well, just because it got me thinking and reminded me, you know how Macclesfield manager Neil Danz is a Guyana international? Mm. And a few months ago, we were saying, is he still eligible for call-up? Yeah. Well, today, he missed a penalty for Guyana. Oh, nightmare. <laughs> At the ripe old age of, I think, 41 years he now. <laughs> he, he's How is he still the best like player? He's That's actually a, he's a manager in Macclesfield.
0: <laughs> maybe he's one of those that, like we said before, good to have around, good for mm. the younger lads and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, maybe... Don't play him as much or something. Yeah.
1: But to be fair, he missed a penalty in the 19th minute and then assisted the goal two minutes later. So uh, he still got it. You, you, you never lose that. Nah. You never lose that fighting spirit, whether it's Leak Town away or. <laughs> don't know who they were playing, actually. I think it was a Gold Cup qualifier. So, Price knows. If you can be bothered to go and check it out, then do. Wouldn't it be great slash weird if the next team we draw now is Guyana? Ah, yeah. People think it was a fix, though, and it's not. Well, yeah, random country generator. You can probably hear me typing. And again, we're using the Pint of Football-sponsored random.country. Others are available, but we always stick with this one. I think it's the first one on the search. Forget the others. This is the best. It's got a really weird like, clip art font, which just says random country when you click on the website. It it knows what it's doing. It's Mm. not trying to be fancy. There's no adverts. It literally just says, random country generator. Ever wanted to learn about all the countries in the world? I'm not really sure you're learning about them by randomly selecting them, but let's see what Tom's going to get. Are we ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Tom has drawn... It's European. Oh, It's Azerbaijan.
0: Oh, okay. Tough one. You might get somewhere with the uh, searching for corruption. don't know. You might not. That might have been a... Might <laughs> get like cancelled again, mightn't we?
1: Yeah, who is it? We already caused war with another country. Was it Kazakhstan?
0: It was somewhere over there,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, we're definitely getting in with the near-Russian countries. <laughs>
0: Going like, can this?
1: hear this? Yeah. This is outside the office. It's just probably oh, Uber drivers bipping at each other. It's is probably it? a takeaway driver's probably stopped outside to pick up the curry from the curry house, and yeah, people Uber
0: drivers. Drive yeah,
1: probably.
0: Somewhere. I always thought it might have been the Azerbaijanis, like sort of getting annoyed because <laughs> oh we, no, we, 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 yeah, what we just said.
1: Oh god, the Azerbaijan embassy—they're on to us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Quick, Bax
1: tell us a joke so we can run.
0: People keep taking the mick because I don't know how to wear sun cream. Don't rub it in.
1: Oh, a summer joke. Mm. Very appropriate. Good night, everyone. Back and sup up and sure up.